0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Episode 19 of Three Guys from the South Side. My name's Mike Merrick, uh, coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. Uh, With me, Johnny Drama himself, Team Ferrari this week. Boys Bernardi, boys, how's Champagne holding up?
1: Uh, Good. A little chilly this week, but uh, we're going to be transitioning from a college basketball podcast into the summer sport, so I'm excited about this. I think we got a good slate this week and a good slate for the podcast to come.
0: Love it. Love it. Yeah, we uh, got some exciting news on your end from the Masters. We'll get to that uh, in a moment, but uh, over to our favorite hot dog, Davey Tech, having a, having a little, little hard time getting dialed in this evening. Dave, how we doing? Not a hard
2: time getting dialed in. You're having a hard time getting me the proper equipment and the <laughs> proper links to everything. I don't know why you would change the way that we go about things, but no, things are good. We're firmly into golf season, and I mean like actual golf season where I get to go out all the time. It's supposed to be nice for the next couple of weeks. So I was saying right when we, before we got on here with your, bum, with your bum wrist, I feel as though I'm going to be passing you pretty damn soon in the handicap category. So uh, I hope that that thing heals up quick and you're ready to go by Scottsdale.
0: I'm already pretty handicapped as it is, but uh, my actual golf handicap—that's a—that's a whole other story. So, hey, did I see this... you? Did
2: I see you popping a sleeping pill over there before we started?
0: No, negative, negative. neither. No, no
1: I no. on Amazon.
2: No, it was just a glass of wine. What is that? A Pinot? What are you drinking? A, no, a, man, I, hey,
0: come on, I'm a little I'm better than that. That's a little Chianti.
2: You got a, a Chianti? Chianti. Oh, I yeah. tried. I tried some port recently. The real sweet stuff is excellent after after you eat a little dessert wine.
0: Yeah, twenty uh twenty seventeen county. I heard that was a good year for the grapes. <laughs> sure.
2: Um, <laughs> Where's it from is that a, is that a northwestern grape or what is that? Northwestern United States or you go for more. Oh, no, no.
0: Hey, this is this is this is only uh Italiano over Whoa! here. Buddy. Uh but hey, speaking of and, and we'll we'll get more in depth to it, but uh Formula One Grand Prix, uh about forty five minutes uh southeast of Bologna. In the middle of Italy, uh, this coming this coming weekend.
2: I figured that that's where you're from because you're full of baloney. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're an idiot. Uh, already it though. Already it. Uh, hey boys, we we had the Masters this weekend. Um, I don't know about you. Uh, I did watch. I think almost every hole of live coverage on Sunday. Best nap day of the year. I actually snuck. I'm not a napper, but I snuck in not one, but two naps uh, on Sunday, a good hour and a half, and uh, nothing like waking up to Jim Nance going live to Dottie at 12, uh, telling me about the lie that, that that Jordan's got. It's unbelievable. You wake up. I. It's funny. I had, the, I had the back door open, a little breeze coming in, and I wake up, and it's a. You know, down to 12 for Dottie. Dottie. I don't know if you knew this, but
1: Jim Nance golfed at the University of Houston.
2: Well, Mike, he's going to have a little bit. Well, I'm glad you sent it down to me over here at the twelfth, twelfth hole. He's going to have a little bit of a tough time getting it up and down from there. But we're going to see what he's got as far as club selection. Look, he's got a lob wedge coming in from there.
0: And and Dotty, Dotty is so silky smooth too with with just the overall stats. Like I, I think she she was dropping one on Shoffley. How on one hole, um, in all of his appearances at Augusta, you know, however many times, 13, 14 times, he had already. Uh, played it at that point that he had never done better than par on a certain home. Like, Donnie, where are you coming out with these with these stats? I, I mean, they must just be feeding them to her, but overall, Dottie's also
1: got a great eye off the tee, too. She can read those uh driver shots,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, they speaking of driver Bryson, uh, par 67, uh, didn't play as good this weekend any reactions to to his play i i know th- there were some good prop bets out there I, I was looking at uh as far as if he's going to hit the fairway on a certain hole off the off the box Davey. uh so little little interesting to to see some of those different prop bets especially his and really how he underperformed uh at augusta
2: well shout out to our buddy in the city dan wickman he likes to bet on if the two guys that are matched up and paired with each other, they'll just tie the hole. <laughs> it, I mean, goes, it goes hand in hand with our with our uh, a baseball that we like to do, which is no runs in the first. It's it's the absolute most gut wrenching, insane rush at every single turn, and you could bet it every hole. You just pick the right ones.
1: Yeah, no, I think Deshambo got cocky, and I think uh dj did too because this course played entirely different than it was in march i like we talked about last week i don't think the grounds crew they didn't really know what they were dealing with in november but hey the masters is every the first week of april every year they knew what they were doing and they think they made it a little tougher than they need to be and i absolutely loved it and uh the masters augusta they don't tear down their trees like every other u.s open does so de he can try and hit him over, but he gets penalized more than he did, like when at a U.S. Open or a Ryder Cup in the United States. And then DJ just—I don't—I think DJ came in cocky, thought he'd be able to do the same thing he did in November, and just wasn't able to do it. And hey, he missed the cut. That was like a nine to one. There were nine to one odds on there. He was minus twelve hundred to make the cut. So uh, how about that one, DJ? And it kind of sucked for him having to sit around on Saturday and Sunday um, to give Hideki that green jacket.
0: Yeah, because all he was doing was snacking on his fiance and and a pimento cheese sandwich in the meantime, too. I mean,
2: Matsuyama really won it on uh, Saturday, though. He didn't really play that great on Sunday.
0: No, and sp- especially, too, when Shoffley made it close after 15. You, you had that two-stroke swing. Uh, Matsuyama missed that, like, four-footer for, for par, tapped in for bogey, and Shoffley took advantage and sank his birdie putt. All of a sudden, it's a two-stroke lead with three to go going into 16 and then what I think Shafi doubled or tripled bogeyed after he went water. Right. Yeah. Tripled. Um, yeah. I agree. I don't think Matsuyama really played that well. He didn't putt that well on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, if it
1: wasn't for Tony Fino we'd be talking about Xander having the yips man. Cause he gets close every time and <sighs> just crashes and burns whenever he's got a chance to win. He burned me bad in the U S open last year. And I haven't been able to really get back on his horse, but uh, he's been playing good. So maybe, who knows, we got three majors left this year. Be
0: them. Hey, boys, you'll enjoy this. So at the, uh, right after Spieth teed off, and I don't know if you saw Spieth off one uh, on Sunday, but he went dead into the woods. And what it went into the woods, I forget who the announcer was, but simply just said, well, looks like Jordan's day's over. It just completely ruled them out. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. I hope Boys is listening to this because I, I know how much Boys dislikes Jordan and all the all the, the the stardom he gets. He's got a
1: horseshoe up his ass. That eagle shot he made. If that flag's not in, that's a it's in the water and he's shooting a seven. Yeah. It's yes. he got lucky this week and he finished one stroke better than Ron.
0: And- I mean, he he's strung together a pretty decent back nine. He bogeyed, he bogeyed ten and then I think he went off and Put up like four or five birdies in a row, so it was a good well, finish for him. But yeah,
1: I, I'm conspiracy theory blaze here, too. And, and um, I, I thought when they blew the horn on Saturday for the rain delay, I thought that was a hundred percent for Jordan Speeth there. Because if Jordan Speeth wasn't in contention, I think they let him play. But after that storm came in, the greens were wet, Matsuyama took advantage of it, Justin Thomas, Jordan Speeth. They just couldn't adapt, and I think that was shocking. And it definitely backfired on whoever made that call to blow the horn, because I think that was a hundred percent with Spieth in mind.
0: No, I, I agree. I agree, and it, and it hindered uh, JT as well. And I took JT. Uh, that was one of my only bets, along with uh, Cam Smith, which did not obviously hit as well. Dave, did you have any bets, uh, any wins, any losses from uh, from the Masters?
2: I hopped on Matsuyama. Sunday morning um, before the round started with that four-shot lead. He was dash 135, so I bet that. Like I was saying, the, the shot of the tournament was probably the 15th hole on Saturday. It was a par five, and Matsuyama stuck it within four feet or so, and then he basically tapped in for, for eagle, and it felt like it was pretty much over then. But as you guys said, Shoffley tried to give him a run, but he just didn't have it, and even though – Matsuyama kind of stumbled down the stretch in the back nine. He was able to back into it.
1: Yeah, no, Dave, I agree. I think Matsuyama definitely played a little more passive. And then um, off that 15th shot, I think if Shoffley wasn't in a contention, I don't think he goes for the green off his second shot on that par five. And, oh, my God, was I having Francesco Molinari flashbacks going into the water again. And uh, newsflash before the podcast, um, 2019, I had Molinari – twenty five to one for a hundred dollars and uh that and that was looking good the whole entire week and then uh he crashed burned on fifteen shot a seven and uh we all know tiger woods came up uh winning that one. And then funny too on Saturday they're showing uh Tiger Woods win the Masters in twenty nineteen. Poor Molinari, the guy can't catch a freaking break.
0: No, not at all. But you caught a break this weekend. Please tell us tell our listeners about the good fortune because God damn, we needed one out of the. Three. I did so.
1: Um, <laughs> if you can't tell from my d- dislike from um, DeShambeau and Spieth, I'm pretty anti-American when it comes to golf. So um, whenever no, there's, no. whenever there's Come on. whenever there's a major, I like to throw a couple of young shot, uh, a couple of long shots on some uh, Europeans and international players. I went big on Rom. That one didn't hit, but uh, he's due one year, so we'll be riding that horse. And then I threw. $25 on Fitzpatrick, 50 to 1, 20 on Abraham Answer, 80 to 1, and then 25 on Neiman, 60 to 1. And then I threw uh, $40 on Hideki Matsuyama, 45 to 1, and uh, that one hit.
0: Payday. So, payday, yeah,
1: payday. A nice little payday there. Made it good with the NCAA tournament, struggled a bit, and uh, I had Francesco Molinar in the 2019 Masters, so uh, that makes up for it. So, Hideki. Thank you very much. If you're ever in Champagne golfing at the Champagne Country Club, let me know. I will take you out to some good barbecue.
2: Well, that was that was kind of nice of you then. The divine wind helping you out. And it didn't hurt that uh, Shawfley kamikaze himself there, huh?
1: Yeah, he did. That was a good one, Dave. And that's a pretty hot take right there, but um, I absolutely like it.
0: <laughs> talk about hot takes. Yeah, the, the the talk at the nail salon come Monday was a, a pretty hot take there, too. Almost oh, on high. No, did you see what Bill Simmons said about uh, Joe Nance's call?
1: No, he said that he Jim Nance didn't make any uh, reference to Japan or Hideki or anything because he was worried about. Um, he he thinks Jim Nance would have got canceled because of cancel culture, so he didn't have like a provocative or good one liner when Hideki won and made the game winning putt. Oh wow. yeah, he
2: can't he can't make like a a play on words like he. I don't know how does. I feel about
1: that. Bill Simmons freaking sucks. Our podcast is better than his, and he has maybe 20 years' experience on us. But uh, song, I don't know how I feel about that take, but I think Jim Nance is does a great job. I think he's a weirdo because he used to give people ties after the NCAA championship game, that made absolutely zero sense to me. But he's a great guy for golf.
2: Our buddy Vern gets to make a, an appearance once a year for this thing, too. He swallowed an air hose, but he's on there nonetheless. I know, the- oh, wow. you, know what, you know what makes me think, <laughs> you
1: know what that makes. Dave's got a pretty good fat boy fat boy impression. By well, the way.
2: yeah, for a while, for a while Vern sounded pretty good, but by, I mean where he's going now, he's starting like he eats way too much. So he ends up just calling it a little bit like this. It's squeezing his windpipe. It happens to the best.
1: <laughs> what of do, they do they do? what do they do? They give him hole fourteen or something between the two par fives? It's no one cares. What do I gotta do to get a pimento sandwich over here? <laughs> yeah, he's probably got $150 per diem. So that's uh Merrick, this might be a math question, but I think it's like you get 65 pimento sandwiches with that per diem down
0: there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably, probably getting close to that. Um, but no, it was good for me
1: for the Masters. I also won our little uh, friend pool, too. So,
0: uh, no, it was a good Sunday. Didn't even have to go to church, so I'm happy. Preach. Um, now, that, now that the Masters are over, we've got to go back and focus on some of the summer sports. Uh, Obviously, hockey, uh, the NBA, getting close to the playoff time. Uh, Let's talk about the NHL first before we get into baseball. You tell me,
2: Merrick, you tell me, what's what's the Hawks' goal here? They didn't really take on that much uh, cap space that we talked about. They didn't. I don't really know what the whole goal of all this was. They just got some younger guys and picked up a couple picks. That's about it. Nothing it's, crazy.
0: And here's my 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 take on it: is it's it's Stan Bowman saving his job, uh, and I think he he's also trying to keep his veterans happy because look, they're not going to win a cup this year. I think they all know that. But it's how do we keep the team competitive and keep our players happy? I think at this point, and I, I mean. I don't hate the moves. Um, I think they needed to needed to do something, uh, and they did. Uh, they went out and got Goddad who's got some skill if he stays healthy. Um, they did get a couple more draft picks as well. So um, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully something pans out there. But yeah, I mean, look well, at the end of the day, I think they needed to do something, and he did. And uh, this way at least, you know, he can't go. Can't go down without saying, hey. At least, at least we didn't try to put something together. Uh, if uh, if they do, can stand. Do Williams less. Here.
2: Do less. Now you're just lying there. You're not doing anything.
0: Yeah, I mean, dude, a couple other big trades though. Taylor Hall going to Boston, Felino going to Toronto. Toronto is just absolutely stacked. Now, I mean, they're they're going to win. They're the, the
2: heavy favorite in the north. They ha- yeah,
0: no doubt. You got Wait, Jumbo so in that locker room. To-
1: are, are, are the Hawks, what are we doing? Are the Hawks hoping to make the playoffs or if they don't, it's whatever.
2: The Hawks won't make the playoffs. I'd be very surprised at this point.
0: No, it's such a tight, it's such a tight race for that fourth spot between them and Nashville. I mean, it's. Merrick's the, the neighbor's three making it around too. Dude, the top three teams in almost every division are basically locked in. I mean, in the East, you got Boston and New York and Philly battling for that final spot. Um, Washington, New York, uh, the Islanders, and Pittsburgh are, are no doubters for that. In the Central, yeah, the Hawks are within two points in Nashville. Um, they're even on games, which is good. But Carolina, Florida, and Tampa are all stacked. Um, they're not gonna, they're not gonna move there. Um, you know, same thing with the North and the West. I mean, really, that that bottom spot is basically what's up for grabs at this point. Most teams have what, 15 games left, anywhere from 10 to 15 games left uh, on the schedule. So it's it's going to be a great playoff, but I think it's going to be, be a very heavy favorite playoff uh, just based off of how some of these top teams are playing uh, in each each division.
2: Well, that's the shit of it, though, because they they all play within their division. I'm of the opinion that the Avalanche and the Knights are probably the best two teams in what
0: would have been the old Western Conference, and they're going to have to play right. each other
2: in the second round.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that that piece is a little unfortunate, Dave, but I think at the same time, I, I think those are going to be some longer kind of guttier, if, if that's a good word for it, type series, considering they played each other so much all year. I think there's going to be a lot more back and forth, a little bit more rivalry to it since they've been playing each other so much all year
2: couple other trades that i wanted to ask you about specifically one did you see jeff carter got traded to the penguins oh,
0: jesus for so some reason jeff
2: and and did you see uh Diso's brother doc's brother in law got traded to the knights and he might be a, a staying power there if he if things fall his way
0: i saw that i That's saw cool. that I saw his name come across the ESPN banner. I'm like, right. hey, I know that guy, kinda, <laughs> kinda, kinda. Six degrees of separation, actually, actually, six degrees. Um, Jeff Carter, I don't, dude. Sorry, uh, I don't think they have a catch in Pittsburgh uh, for that guy to be snooping around on the weekend. So he's gonna he's gonna have a little bit of a hard time, I think, finding some fun out there. But uh, where was he
1: at before? Uh, this is for the non hockey listeners on our podcast.
0: I, I mentioned Catch because that's a famous restaurant in L.A. Um, he was with the, he was with the Kings prior. Um, he was also the one who Dave was he the one who was with Paulina taking those taking those pictures.
2: I don't know, but I just remember Carter and Richards were the dynamic duo that were just out there. I remember.
0: The I remember that.
2: I remember that. But time. man, that was like
1: seven years ago. I know yeah. well, that was
2: back when the Hawks were good and uh, they played the the flyers in 2010 and that was that flyers team was ridiculous and Carter and Richards were Mike Richards were a good a big reason why
0: hey boys you just said that that was 7 years ago funny because i'm pretty sure in the last couple months paulina has posted on instagram happy 9 years uh with with with, with her fiance aka dj so you know that there was a little uh trials and tribulations going on t- about 2 years in after that uh after that whole hot tub that was uh, before
2: the kids though come on mike she's a family <laughs> woman now have you hey, seen her oh, instagram she's all about the family
0: dude how how many kids over let, under let's one be serious
1: guys. though how many years ago was it uh dj fell down the stairs sober at augusta so yeah, that, that was like five two years ago yeah <laughs> that was five years ago so let let's be uh if we're in a if we're in a question gretzky let's question
0: dj too True. True.
2: Hey Mike, uh, how did your how did your two big plays last week in hockey go? I'm legitimately asking. I thought the so Oilers won on hit, covered for you on Thursday.
0: They covered. They covered Thursday. They covered. Uh, or I'm sorry, they covered Wednesday. They covered Thursday, both nights on the puck line against Ottawa, who they're now seven and zero against this year. They did lose to Calgary, however. However, I did I did say that we would win two out of three. So, uh. I hold true to, to that. We are correct there. I do have some I do have some really, really hot games for this let's, weekend. Let's uh, hear we're going yeah, we're, we're to go with let's the go. Saturday slate. So Saturday slate, uh, we're going to go. First, I'm going to give you the night game, and then I'm going to give you the, the afternoon game, which you're going to parlay. But again, we'll give you the night game first, which is going to win you uh, about 2.6 to 1 here. But Carolina is playing Nashville. At home, uh, Carolina's four zero against Nashville on the year. Uh, they are giving up, uh, let's see, under two goals a game while averaging four uh, goals per game. Four, so I like the puck line on that. Um, and then the other, the other one I got, and this, this is a, a no, absolute no doubter. The city of Buffalo, the Sabers are absolutely they're they're a dumpster fire. What, can roll me up and smoke me. Um, they lost Taylor Hall. Uh, I, I, I keep seeing those Masters memes with all the Sabres players um, showing their 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 plus minus uh, minus thirty six for for Rasmus Dalene uh, showing it on the leaderboard. There, it's it's too funny if you haven't. I seen didn't.
2: It. I didn't know they did that. That's so good.
0: It's so bad. They did it for they did it for the NHL's like worst plus minus players and literally of like the bottom five four of them are on the sabers. I mean, they have a plus, they have a goal differential of minus 46 on the year, worst in the league. They're playing Pittsburgh, uh obviously who is stacked. They just got Carter. Uh Pittsburgh is uh 5 and 0 against them on the year. They have given up uh I believe four or five total goals against Buffalo. Um margin of victory is north of 3 goals per game. Fucking hammer hammer the Penguins on Saturday, and then at night you're going to sprinkle a little bit on that, that Hurricanes uh, puck line uh, for us as as they take on Nashville and look to stay perfect against Nashville, uh, who again has been uh, pretty lackluster to say the least this year.
2: Just for shits, I did a quick look up. The worst plus minus in a single season was 82-game season minus 82 by Bill Mickelson.
0: Uh, any relation to Philly?
2: No, nah, he spells it different. Double K's in the middle. Ah. 74 75. That's quite the accomplishment, though, to be able to be allowed to stay in the game for that much. To keep when you to go in minus 82. He had a minus 54 season in 72 73 for the Islanders. This guy is awesome.
0: Been to Philly once.
2: Got Spit on in Philadelphia.
0: This yeah, Bill
2: Mickelson, I'm, I think that might be my new nickname.
0: Yeah, Billy, Billy Mack. Uh, hey, last thing about about the NHL that I did want to touch on was just how many of the moves that were made in that East Division. I mean, Hall to the Bruins. You got Mantha who went to the Capitals. Palmieri uh, and Sa- Palmieri and Zajac was it I believe that went to uh, the Islanders. Those top three teams are are stacked uh, at this point. So look for the East Division. They're gonna they're gonna I think whoever comes out of there uh, probably gonna meet. Uh, meet the leafs in the finals. So uh but let's go back to the field of dreams. Uh baseball's in full swing. Uh White Sox Cubs are an absolute dumpster fire like the Buffalo. Um we could talk about that more in a minute. Dave, I know you've been you've been talking about some some of those fun bets. You've been hitting on a, a few baseball games. Um if you can too give us a little uh White Sox update for our listeners on the South side.
2: Sure. So, uh, one of the bets that I mentioned earlier that I love is betting no runs to be scored in the first inning. I think we mentioned this on another podcast, but it's worth repeating because it was so much fun last year in the ALCS and the NLCS. We bet, I want to say if there was 13 games, I think we bet the under in them in every single one, uh, no runs to be scored And in the first inning, and I think they scored a run in the first inning in 10 out of the 13
1: of them. I was gonna say, I think we won three of those.
2: Yeah, it was pretty bad, but it was still a ton of fun that you couldn't help it. There'd be like an 0 2 count with two outs in the bottom of the first, and someone would go yard, uh, yard work, and you just have to live with it. It's just, it's the way she goes ton of fun, though, if you want to just get a little loose with it on a weekend with a couple of your buddies. It's it's a lot of fun.
0: Sometimes uh, she goes, sometimes she doesn't. This,
2: she went quite a few dozen times <laughs> in October last year. It'll be a bet that I go back to again. Another fun one to do, though, that I always tell people to do is they have first five-inning bets. Some websites might call them a first-half bet, but it's just a first-five-inning bets. I love taking the under when – uh, there's two studs going against each other. Like, for example, tonight I did it with the Indians and White Sox. I'm following along on the side here because it's uh, Bieber versus Giolito. Nothing, nothing going to the fourth. And it just gives you this fun rooting interest where you take the relievers out of it. You're only betting on the starters. So another one that you want to keep an eye on because he continues to get no run support whatsoever is Jacob deGrom. That guy is the best pitcher in baseball, and I don't think it's really close. Maybe you can argue that Garrett Cole's up there with him, but not necessarily this year. I um, said
0: that like three weeks ago on the yeah. show, that DeGrom gets zero run support. Hammer, they, they, Hammer.
2: I said at the time they had Lindor this year, and maybe that'll make a difference, but it hasn't really come to fruition. He can't get any run support. So, yeah, that's the theory on that. Another team that you should keep an eye on for that first, under first five innings, Tyler Glass now. Looks like he could win the Cy Young in the AL through his first couple starts here, and for whatever reason, the Rays typically don't score a ton of score runs in his starts either. So that's another one to keep an eye on. Pretty much any team that has a stud pitcher but has a shitty offense, go ahead and bet the first five innings under. It'll it's a fun bet to make.
0: Love that. Love that. Yeah, that uh, that Glasgow, guy. He was impressive in the playoffs last year. Glass now had a
2: Glass now is. uh, He's but he he has injury issues, but when he's on, he's he's unbelievable. The uh, to give you an update on my White Sox, they're 500, and it may have been it's the most trying and troubling 500 that a team could possibly be. Tony Larusa hasn't played a good lineup in probably a couple weeks, and we're only two weeks into the season. Andrew Vaughn doesn't get any playing time for
1: God what is up with why. that? What is what's the got some guy him? named Nick?
2: Got some guy named Nick Williams playing left tonight and batting fifth or sixth, maybe. And
1: well, who was the Italian? Who was the Italian sounding guy last year that uh, the Nick, Nicky Delmonico? I already know, yeah, they, yeah. Is this is this the Nicky Delmonico for Tony La Russa?
2: It's it's just outrageous because. They could have just kept uh, Ricky Renteria if you were going to throw out lineups like this. None of it makes any sense. And it's fun to watch White Sox Twitter melt down over it. But it is stressful. It's not stressful. It's just frustrating to watch because the team could be so good. Just haven't quite put it together yet. Just awful defense.
1: Not, there's 162 games. I'm not panicking yet. The bullpen's no. going to figure it out. But I think this little <laughs> thing that pissed me off is – the outfield being lazy pieces of shit and madrigal, not knowing how to throw a fucking baseball 50 feet. Yeah.
2: We'll see what happens.
1: those are like that's spring training day one shit. We'll see. We'll see
2: because Tim Anderson comes back this week. He's supposed to be back on Thursday. His first day off the DL. Um, maybe they'll make a move and try and get a little bit more, more batting help or actually just throw in Andrew Vaughn and see what you've got with him. Um, the only other thing I wanted to mention was this week. Liam Hendricks blew a save on Sunday and he came out yesterday and said that, uh, he's, he, that. he's fine That's with that. it. He's fine with it because his tarot card reader has really tarot helped him. Right. Tarot. Uh, t- Ryan Tario card reader has helped him deal with <laughs> highs and lows a lot better. Wait, so he's got oh, his fucking spiritual advisor telling him, being his therapist, telling him it's not a big deal. Same tarot card reader who said that he was going to get a, three year, $50 million contract. So she's been spot on. She's oh yeah. Yeah.
0: On. Yeah. She's her, her numbers and math are spot on. I I, I read that too in the athletic today, Dave. All when right. I, all I, right. So here's that. the
1: question for you guys. Would you rather have that guy's tarot card reader or Tony LaRusso's bartender?
2: Oh, is is bartender. You know that that guy always has a heavy pour, and he's giving you doubles for singles. He's never Same. bought. It. He's never given a drink when he says, "Oh, that's a drink on me." He just doesn't pay anybody. He just pours it for you. It's not on the house. It's on nobody. It's just
0: for free for you. Hey Amen. You need to bring the only, back. Is,
2: the only problem is that bartender clearly doesn't have a good cabbie, cabbie drive number. So you're gonna hope better. Hope that the the Uber oh will
0: will show up for you. Oh my God.
1: It's brutal. Hawk Harrelson's limo driver, I think, needs some business. So, that
2: was that might have been the best thing I saw on Twitter today after they released the lineup before this game. Someone said, Why don't we just hire Hawk Harrelson to be the GM? He'll immediately fire Tony LaRusso and we'll be out of this mess.
0: Well, hey, talk about limo drivers. Imagine being Patrick Kane and John Madden's limo driver. What well, was that? I-
2: I've always Jesus, told
0: you, going back some tenure. I've
1: tenure. always
2: told you, Patrick Kane got a bullshit rap for that. John Madden at the time was something around thirty-five years old, and Patrick married with three kids, and everyone was like, "Oh, Patrick Kane, this is the type of in, uh, young stuff you can't have from a guy who wants to be a future star." Fuck that! If you got that type of money, I can't believe that the chicks didn't have their shirts off in the picture like they did what's the big deal he's just having fun if you were loaded like that you would want to do the exact same thing he always I mean, got a bad rap he's the best american player of all time
0: i'm pretty sure they were coming out of that place the Roxy in Vancouver which never been but heard not a bad time pretty not good time, time pretty good time pretty good time uh dave any any other hot takes let's get let's get back to the diamond um any other hot takes with the white sox or get do you want to just say really quick that the Cubs stink and then we can move on from the, yeah, let's,
1: let's get George on next week to talk about the Cubs. Cause they, they're, yeah, they're worse. They're just going to get worse.
2: Well, the interesting thing about the Cubs will be to see what they want to do with Rizzo and with Bryant and with Baez, because none of those guys are signed. None of those guys want
1: to be there and I don't blame them. So
2: I don't know what's going to happen next year, or what they're going to do. It would be, it would be truly incredible that a team with with those types of guys that you could lock them up if they just decided to clean house. It would be outrageous. Um, but we'll, we'll, I, I don't know. I think that'll be the biggest storyline is if the Cubs continue to struggle, especially on offense, do so they just start moving pieces? And what teams want those pieces?
1: No, I, I think this is a good – this is kind of like how the Rickets think. And I think this is something like – living in a bubble and it's in reality, especially during COVID because you're not interacting with the public at all. Like look at Pritzker and Lightfoot. They throw out the first pitch at Comiskey and they get booed and like, they're shocked. And like, why are you surprised? Like people do not like politicians or elected officials in general. And then especially after this whole past year, whether you want to agree with the COVID policies or not, it's just a polarizing time. It's the same way as the Ricketts are like, People can still go to those games because they're going to be the diehard fans and they want something to do. But when things open back up, they're going to be stunned when only like 20,000 people are only going to see this team play because, they're, because it's crap and the Rickets are still screaming poor. So I think there's going to be a reality check for them, and I don't think it's going to come until opening day next year when everything's full send and 100% go. Also,
2: I love, love, love the White Sox announcing teams on TV and on the radio now. Len Casper is has made uh DJ Darren Jackson twenty times better. He's so much he's awesome on the radio. It's been it's great just like looking forward to being able to sit down and listen to or watch a White Sox game and not be annoyed by either the shitty guy on
1: TV or the shitty guy behind the scenes.
2: Oh, is that, no, is like that I'm sure
1: Len's happy to be out of there like Jesus. Jesus, the poor guy had to wear a suit to a baseball game last year during COVID. Give the give me a break,
0: Dave. Is that is that what we're referring to him as? The-
2: Hawk Harrelson was a ton of fun. I won't deny it. He was a ton of fun, but he is the ultimate. If any, he, it's he's almost like it's like he's my stupid senile old man who's a huge homer. Because if someone that's a fan of the Cubs wants to shit on Hawk Harrelson, I'll just lean into him with Hawk Harrelsonisms all the time. He's the best looking ball player I've seen. I'd say me. Yas and Gordon Beckham, uh, I'll hit him with those left and right. But if it's a, if it's a another Sox fan, I will fully admit that he was horrendous down the stretch with them, and he oh, was the yeah. biggest homer. You know, if the White Sox start making a run this year, he's going to just pop up everywhere, and he's going to want to do some announcing for him.
0: Yeah, or Benetti.
1: Still. Benetti's a great guy, though. College football, he's great. College basketball,
0: good for him. True, true. All right, well, look enough of the diamond. Let's get to the racetrack. Is, that, is, there, is there a special word
2: they call that that we need to know about so we sound more educated? Um. So
1: I think it's just called the track. I would guess. I do know it's not or a green can...
2: flag or it's not it, whatever it is. It's lights out. That's how you know that the race has started. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Lights out. Lights, or out. We can uh, call it,
1: lights it. out. Or we can call it the circuit. I, hey,
0: I, mean. I, love, I love how they say their starting position is like P3, P4. Good push, work. Push, 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 Yeah. Oh god, that's it's such a great, it's such a good TV show. I'm, but I'm gonna uh, get up.
2: I'm gonna get up and watch it. On so am I Sunday.
1: too.
0: I. What will. time is it?
1: I think
2: it's eight o'clock.
1: Yeah, eight o'clock on ESPN. I, the qualifying's the day before, but I can't tell if it's on ESPN or not. I don't know if it is either. Do they still have the Speed Channel? No.
2: So the, the, did you, Blaze, did you spend any of the time today looking at some of the bets that are out there for Formula 1?
1: Okay, so let, let me get to this. So um, I love – I'm a pretty good salesman for the long for the long shot, so I'm going to give a couple ones again. So uh, the circuit this week, it's in Italy, and I think Team Ferrari is extremely undervalued this year. They put a ton of money in their car every year. They're just getting a horrible rate of return, and they got two racers – Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz, both young guys. They're both good, extremely competitive, and they both get along really well. Leclerc last year was paired with um, this other guy, Sebastian, who was a huge asshole. If you guys watch F1, you'll completely agree with me. These two get along a lot better. And just because I think Ferrari always wants to do well on one of their home circuits, there's two races in F1 in Italy. This is the first one this year. And if you go to points bet, um, you get, can get Charles Leclerc at 60 to one or Carlos signs at 80 to one. I already threw $15 on both of them and I'm just going to run with it. And hopefully one of those guys hit and maybe Mercedes gets a flat tire or they have to retire early. But, um, that's my F1 racing there. And those are my bets. I saw you can also bet on qualifying. I don't know. I don't know enough about that. I don't really know, know enough about anything about this, but, um, there's nothing wrong spending 30 bucks on this Sunday morning and, uh, Open one of your long shots can give you 900 or a grand. Isn't that part of the fun though? Just betting on
2: something where you have no idea or no business betting on it. I was just yeah. telling you to bet a, no runs in the first inning based purely off nothing. You just got to get lucky.
1: Yeah, no. So Dave, you were telling me off air you like for but like another thing about F one too is I'll transition this for you is it's so top heavy. It's very so
0: top heavy. Hey, are there, are there team bets? I was here for the combined racers
1: you're there's
2: there's also it's called the constructors that i've seen you can do well for this it's called teams the uh you can bet you could bet right now that um like both drivers from a team will make the podium so you can bet mercedes and i think it's it's minus i think it's like minus 200 that they'll both make the podium
0: it's they did
1: the first
2: race yeah well i mean red bull so I talked to Mike Mullen today, and he said that you talk about. He watched the race a couple of weeks ago, and we have learned not to bet against his eyeballs. He says Max Verstappen had the, the the fastest car on the track last last time out, and they just they got unlucky. So he loves Red Bull. I I try not to bet against Mike Mullen's eyeballs. You never want to go against him in an eyeball bet. He'll never let you
0: hear the end of it. No, no, can't do it. Won't do it. I I, I kind of like that point too on on Red Bull. I think I think Hamilton got away with one from what I was. I was reading up from that last race. Uh, I just, I like that. I like the Red Bull team in general, just from the show. So, Blaze uh, doesn't like Christian can't. Horner, though.
1: Yeah, that's somebody. If that guy was my boss, I'd cut off my, I'd quit and go on unemployment.
0: Any other bad? Uh, yeah, points? no, I,
1: I think what I'm going to do, if I can get two Ferrari cars every weekend at 60 and 80 to one, I'm just going to do that. And then hopefully I get lucky and. Who knows? Something bad happens in the Mercedes pit. Max Verstappen and Christian Horner get Horner getting a huge fight and don't know when to pit, and they run out of gas. Maybe I'll get lucky one of these weeks. Those yeah, eighteen—it's hey, it's tough.
0: Those eighteen hundred McChickens in your in your online account is just burning a hole in your pocket.
1: Well, the thing is, I can't even do it on the online account because the odds are so much crappier than on points bet. So. um Points bets where the F1 racing is, app is. I basically am a self advertiser for this app, but I like it better than DraftKings and the interface is great.
0: Sheesh. Uh, well boys keep us in Europe. Soccer hold on the pitch, the footy. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah.
1: So uh, regular season of soccer, we got a month left, so we'll ride this to the end. I got a couple fun bets for, for us here. So, um, I got three games all on different days. So um, I've been a little lazy with the Twitter and I've been kind of getting in arguments with Illinois Twitter and some other stupid stuff. So um, I'll 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 get back back to what I'm supposed to be doing. But um, the first game I like um, is no goals, Sheffield United and the Wolves. Sheffield United is getting relegated. It's sold. The Wolves are beat up. They're just trying to limp in at the end of the season. No goals is seven and a half to one odds. So I would go like throw twenty bucks on that there, and then another bet I like just as a hedge because sometimes I'm so wrong with these. Go over three and a half plus three fifty. So if this ends at one, two, or three, you lose money, but if it ends at zero, four, five, or six, so uh, we're in the we're in the we're in the good there. Another game I like. This is Monday, April nineteenth. Leads and Liverpool over three and a half goals plus one twenty eight. This was a game they played back way in September. First time in 19 years Leeds was playing in the Premier League. Their first game back, they lost to Liverpool 4 to 3 in one of the most exciting games of the year. They had four goals at halftime. I think three and a half is an easy number. You're getting plus money on that. I'd go big, throw 50 or 100. And this is my upset special. You know, I love the long shot, so we'll go a long shot one more. I'm going to go Brighton, Hove, and Albion, money line, plus 500 against Chelsea. So that means they need to win the game straight up in 90 minutes. I like this Chelsea team, but I think they're all in the Champions League right now. I know they got to battle for that top four spot, but I, they're known to take their foot off the gas. I think they're going to slip up here, and uh, Brighton's going to sneak away and get three points.
0: Boys, you're a really hard sell on the on, on the, the European football bets, man. I, I tell you what, I may I may have to get a little action on this. I haven't bet a soccer game since we were across the pond uh, at West Ham United uh as they're having a great really year good this year they're having a great year i know i know and and of course when we were there they lost to crystal palace and we had money all over that game this the funny awesome. thing
1: is you guys went to that game and then like for the next two months i think they only won like one game
2: oh they were terrible as soon as we became yeah fans it's of like up. but that's why I'm like a leeds, but that's why i'm a leeds fan
1: yeah, definitely. Leeds we is need work. to
2: get. We want Brentford to to get promoted. I don't know if that's going to happen, but we they're going to end up having to pl- go into the playoff. But hopefully, yeah, Dave. Get you
1: said they, yeah, Dave. You were rooting for them, and then you said you, Brentford's back, and then like the next six games, I think they only won one game and like dropped a bunch of points.
2: You know, you, talk about here. We can we can have this recorded for my jinx. It's going to the top of the fifth inning for the first five bet. It's nothing nothing in Indians White Sox. And I just need less than three runs. So this could be the ultimate jinx if I lose this.
1: I, I have a question on what on those. So say it's a fifth inning and you bet a money line and they tie. Do you get your money back or is it a loss? Can you bet the draw? It's a
2: push. It's a push. Okay. Yeah.
0: Push by sapphire.
1: Push based
2: on a novel push by sapphire. <laughs> hey, how do you how confident in you? Are are you in uh, in that Fulham to be relegated? You should be feeling pretty good about that at this point.
1: Yeah, I I threw a couple long shots at the beginning of the year for England Premier League. I had Everton to make the top four, 11 to one. That's done. I had Man United seven and a half to one to win it the EPL. That's basically done. And then my big one to hedge was Fulham minus one twenty five to get relegated. Had a couple scary spots there, but they just lost an absolute dagger. Gave up a goal in the 93rd minute to lose one nothing. So uh, that basically sums up the season right there. I don't know how they're going to get back on. And Newcastle was down one nothing and came up 2-1. So I'm feeling good about Fulham getting relegated. Hate to root against the Champaign-Urbana club um, owner and U of I alum, but that team is just not good. Do we get a Euro
2: Cup this year? We do. Oh, cool.
0: Yeah.
1: And right, a- I'll have
2: to get that, that fired up then. That'll be good.
0: Fired up. What else we got? South Bend. Oh man, that's that's good.
1: sum it up. We'll sum up. We'll sum up South Bend. Um, Saturday, cloudy, ten percent chance of rain, ten mile an hour winds. Nothing too drastic. Oh, last thing though, Illinois spring football game is Monday, and they're honoring the Illinois basketball team at halftime. Don't know if I'm starting the under lose or not. You have to. Are you well, going? Yeah, well, obviously, you got to cheer for the players, but uh, I'll be interested to see with the six thousand fans there how Brad gets recepted. Why don't you wear your uh, a non-scout shirt
2: there and see if anyone recognizes you? <laughs>
1: Probably get punched in the face. But no, good news for all my basketball. I got a good commit today, so that's exciting. White guy, two guard,
0: Wisconsin.
2: I can't believe Wisconsin and Iowa didn't scoop him up. What's up with that?
0: Hell, they what? missed out. Family wasn't a farmer.
2: America needs farmers. I saw that on a shirt once.
0: I don't think I don't think we've mentioned it since, but Luca Garza taking home just about every uh every trophy. His, he uh, I still feel bad for the way they flamed out. I mean, he won the wooden, the Naismith, big time player of the year. I mean, God, the list goes on for that guy. Too bad he probably won't have a good he won't have really any pro career no again well he's gonna go to
1: europe and make a decent amount of money i'm pretty sure he's fluent and he's he speaks some some european language i want to say croatian yeah yeah the, the only like thing that.
2: that's and the only thing that's left that'll be fun with the college basketball in the next couple months is going to be the transfer pro- portal because it's a
0: complete mess it,
2: it should be fun
0: see you oh <laughs> uh, well good say good stuff as always today boys uh great catching up uh Boys, congrats again on your big masters. Follow us w. on Twitter. I'll get
1: back to what I'm supposed to be doing.
0: All right, all right, good stuff, dude. And and look uh, for you listeners out there, uh, get on those MLB picks. I, Dave, I'm all over that that first. Uh, that first five inning, but I, I, I like that. I'm going to take a look at that this weekend. We it's, it's,
2: mainly, th- it's mainly about having fun and getting the juices going. Nothing will help you build bonds and build bridges faster than betting on the same thing
0: together. Exactly, exactly. Uh, not to mention the parlay that we're going to hit. I mean, there's no doubt that we win this parlay. It's an absolute no doubter. Uh, I, Mike Merrick, guarantee. Um, not to mention Formula, Formula 1 come Sunday. Uh, we'll have that. I mean, I don't think that's going to be anything to Jim Nance and Dottie on 12 uh, from last Sunday, but uh, we'll regroup. So uh, for all our listeners out there, appreciate you tuning in. And, boys, we'll catch you next week. Thanks for, for listening. Carol.